What can you do to improve your writing and build your network as a part of it? As a creative and professional writer, my time post-college graduation was just that. Difficult to keep an upward learning curve that honed my craft and connected me with others in the field. So today, join me on a quest to connect writers to the experiences they need with top authors, editors, and publishers ready to share their methods for success. Become a part of a new elevated selection for publishers and debunk the myth that while writing is a solo act, being a writer is not always solitary. Am I right? Hey, Word Wizards! Welcome to another episode of Am I Right? Today, we have Brent Perkins on with us, and he has an incredible story about his writing journey, his life journey, and kind of that voice inside of you that has something to share that you think could be value for other people. And I just am really excited to kind of dive in and talk about that and about control and how we don't have control. (laughs) You have to let it go, surrender. Um, And I think this is going to be pertinent for both business and you know, fiction creatives who are listening to the show. So without further ado, Brent, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to uh, kind of dig into some of the stuff and really talk about that crossover between business and creativity and yeah, how they can play with each other. Mm-hmm. And it's really not a finite line that separates those two is no. it? it's very blended. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that the more people we interview on the show, the more we see how how much that is just all one thing. Any kind of writing is all creativity. So um, I one thing that you had on your bio that I read, you know, off air that I really loved is that you went from corporate America and then you had this divine sort of mission that you found in yourself to share your story with the world. And I think that feeling of, okay, I think I have something to tell people and I think it could help them is something that a lot of the, you know, listeners and viewers and writers feel. And so my question to you to kick this off is to share a little bit about your story. When did you decide, start to decide you had a story and just share? And was it like something that you neglected for a while or did you just kind of throw it on a page and see what happens? Like, what was that experience for you? Yeah. So December of 2022, so eight months ago, um, I was kind of winding down a five-year career um, or stint as being a CEO of a, of a manufacturing company. And I was starting to look for what, what I'm going to do next. And just everything just, it didn't, it wasn't easy. It didn't feel right. It, it just kind of felt gross and heavy. And my daughter's like, it's December. Just relax, dad. You can take a couple of weeks off. So I did. And we enjoyed the holidays. And December 30th, I was sitting in, in meditation, which is something I started doing in the last, I started about April of 2022. And it, I just kind of was getting this, this transmission, this message, which said, Hey, it's time to stop doing and to start being. And through that, you're going to tell a story. And I was really confused. And then it kind of came through clear that, Hey, you're going to write a book. And internally, I kind of looked up and I was like, uh, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> So I kind of ignored it. And the next day, I got the same message, only stronger. And this time it was like, and by the way, here's the title of the book you're going to write. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I'm not a writer. I've never wanted to write a book. I got to go jump into a career and make money. You know, this isn't the path for me. And I sat on it for about a week. And I was listening to a uh, Tim Ferriss podcast. And I realized, you know, Tim and I think alike. I did a little research, found out he used Scrivener, kind of just played around with it and I said, you know what, if I'm, if I'm going to play with this at all, now's the perfect time not to waste in my life. 
And so I gave it, I gave it um, two weeks and I tried to write an outline and got myself stuck and all that. And I was like, this isn't working. So I'm like, what if I just start writing? And so I gave up on the outline and I just started writing. I sat down for four hours a day. Wow. And in 60, 60 days, I'd written 60,000 words. And um, yeah, here we yeah. are. You took <laughs> off on a sprint. That's, yes. Yeah. Four hours a day is nothing to, nothing to cry about. That's a lot of work and a lot of mental kind of control and effort. And I love that you said, what if I just started writing? It's like you went from plotter to pantser. You just jumped that and you didn't even know you were doing it. We talk about that all the time on the show. Are you a plotter? Are you a pantser? Do you, you know, how much effort do you put into it? But sometimes it takes just barfing those words out onto the page to know where you're even going. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad choice. I mean, you do have to have some kind of organization at some point, right? But just getting it out there. And it's kind of terrifying to look at that blank page and try to decide what, like, what am I doing? What am I supposed to put on this? I don't know how to begin. So that's, I mean, I commend you for, for just deciding to do it. And especially with not having a background in writing and just deciding that that's something that you needed to do because of what you felt like you were told. And uh, so that's really inspiring. And we're with that. Did you, was it because you were, I guess this message that you felt like you had to share is it is from a a difficult life experience. um, But also what made you think that maybe it could be beneficial to other people? Was it just God telling you, you know, you're in your meditation, this is what it needs to be. Or were you seeing something, you know, in other people that they're discovering, struggling to discover for themselves? Yeah. I I've been on my own kind of self improvement, self growth journey for about eight years. I got divorced a couple of years ago and, um, this was kind of the final stage of this journey. And don't get me wrong, this journey is a lifelong journey. But these last couple of years have kind of fast forwarded things. And the book ended up being a, a crucial piece to this journey. Not only the book itself and the, the, the fact of you know having it come out of me, but I would say half of the stories in the book, I didn't have until that 90-day period of time I was writing it. People I met. Friends I sat down and had coffee with. All of these stories came out during this writing process. It was like five years of therapy fast forwarded into 60 days. It was insane. So who? Wow. what's this book for? Who's it for? It's for me. It was for you. And, yeah. you know, I actually wrote this in the dedication. You know, sounds narcissistic at first. You know, this book's, you know, I dedicated it to myself and I wrote a little bit more. <laughs> and I said, you know, basically... If I can assist myself in doing the work that only I can do, maybe this will resonate and help somebody else have permission to step into the work that only they can do. Mm -hmm. I'm reading a book right now that I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. It's called Everybody Writes. Mm -hmm. And in it, she talks about how if you're thinking about the masses when you write a book, when you write the outline even it will not resonate. But if you can narrow it down to one person and write it for that one person, then it will resonate with, you know, the masses. And so it's not technically, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're always supposed to write for you. I don't know if that's what she meant. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) I think that has a lot of, you know, that has a lot of value to it is that you, you know, I wrote my first horrible manuscript for the reader that I was and the book that I wished I had to read, you know, to inspire me. And I think that's a, 
very common thing is it's your inner self, right? That you're writing for. I mean, it's a hard process. Writing for four hours every day for 60 days is exhausting, especially creatively, your mind. And what drives you? There's got to be some self-motivation in there, you know, for the person that you are and the person that you think that you want to read. And uh, so that's cool. And I, and I think that you kind of skipped some steps, not knowing what you were doing. I think you were already on the right track <laughs> creatively before you even realized what you were doing. And I, that's awesome. And uh, so, I mean, it's clearly, it wasn't something that you expected to happen in your life. And then a question that I, that I now have, and I think would be really cool to hear about is what effect has being an author and a writer had on you now? Is it, was it just the therapeutic part of it? Was, is there more that you've been discovering as you've gone along? I mean, I know you've got more, I'm sure that's coming to us in the future. Hopefully your writing life isn't over now, but. Yeah. I, you know, I, I realized whether you're a writer or a painter or a musician or whatever your creative outlet is, um, it's really this direct path to your soul, to your to your higher self, and to 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 being curious and allowing answers to come through in whatever your medium is. So it's been it's been cathartic. It's been eye opening. It's been hmm. It just feels really good to know that. For somebody who's been stuck in their left brain their whole life and really, really using logic to run businesses, there's there's so much more inside of each of us, mm-hmm. and uh, so many so many people I run into um, or have known in my life don't believe they're artistic, and it's just not true. You just mm-hmm. have to unlock it. Yeah, yeah. That reminds me of another read, uh, Big Magic. I don't know if you've, you're familiar mm-hmm. with that book, but Heard she talks it. about how yeah people people, um, she's the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And people say, oh, I'm not creative. I'm not creative. And and that's not necessarily true. Your creativity comes in different ways. And just because you can't paint something or I guess write something doesn't necessarily mean that you have an inability to make your life your own and to do it in a way that brings you joy and value. And I think you're the epitome of that. So thank you for sharing. (laughs) And I'm excited to see once it comes out, because we'll talk about this later. There's upcoming release dates for things. There's something that just came out on Audible, um, a version. And I think the more that it spreads, I'm excited to hear the feedback that you get, you know, from those who were touched by it, because I think that's one of the most valuable things that's come from my writing is just hearing how it's affected other people that you were willing to share something raw and emotional. And it's gonna be really cool. So yeah. All right, let's switch. Let's uh, switch topics a little bit. Let's talk about control. Mm. This is something that your book is about, which maybe we should take a moment to let you explain what's in your book first. So I'll give you that minute and then we'll talk about control. Yeah. Lots of words, lots of words. Here. <laughs> um, no, the, um, the, so the book is called paper cuts, the art of self delusion. And it's taking a look at, you know, we grip on the control so tight and yet the only person we have control of is really ourselves. Mm-hmm. And our our choice, our free will at the highest level, I think too often we forget that it's not about, hey, do I want sushi or pasta tonight? It's really this granular level. How do I how am I interpreting the experiences I'm having all every second of every day in my life? Mm-hmm. You know, we we only know life through our five senses. 
that's how we experience it. You know, even us talking, I'm hearing you, I'm looking at you on the screen. You know, I can't really, there's no really like any sort of taste or smell in between this video conference, mm. but there's still, we're, we're seeing each other. We're looking at each other's eyes, our movements. We're interpreting what this experience is like. And I guarantee it's different for you than it is for me. Um, and it's also a choice because I can look at the way you just pursed your lips or squinted your eyes and I could, I could interpret it to mean, oh, she's not liking the way my cadence is going. Or it could be, oh, yeah, she's resonating. She gets it. She's no, she's nodding along. Um, and there's this huge spectrum from just positive to negative that we can interpret it. And it's all true. I mean, how often have you walked away from an experience, a dinner party, um, uh, a coffee date, a, a handshake with somebody? And you're like, that person's an asshole. <laughs> Well, that was that was frustrating, right? I can't believe yeah. they showed up that way. And oh, you yeah. are, and your colleague, your partner, says, "Hey, you didn't know this, but when you took that quick phone call, um, they actually got a call from their mom, and uh, their kids in the hospital, and you know something happens where you we didn't know it, and you're like, oh, that and now I get why her actions changed. She showed up this way. That he did this, and we change our truth." Yeah. You know, our interpretation of that story. Mm-hmm. So if we hold both of these truths, whether they're five minutes apart or five years apart, because maybe we learned something that happened in our path, our past. I argue that they're really all delusions. You know, mm-hmm. it's Einstein who said this world is an illusion, albeit a persistent one. Mm-hmm. So if our interpretations can change and they're always true because we hold them as true, then they're really delusions. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is where the 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 title, you know, becoming the artist of your own self-delusion is pick your path. It, it it's all whatever you want to make true can be true. Mm. So paint with the brush that actually improves your life, makes you smile, is on the road to happiness. Instead of giving yourself these small paper cuts that you can't see, but holy cow, they hurt over time. Mm. I love that. Love that paper cuts. It's beautiful. And by the way, the cover is beautiful. You guys will be able to look it up and find it very quickly. Um, And the art is done by the author himself, (laughs) (laughs) which is a part of embracing, you know, make it what brings you joy. And that was part of what you wanted to do. And you did it. And it looks great. And I love that. And I think I I love the paradigm. You talk about your paradigm shifts. That's always something that I'm thinking about. You know, how has my paradigm shifted today? And and you, you only have one, you only have one paradigm and everybody's is different. And so I like what you say, how one is not necessarily true. And I think that's part of what art and writing brings to us is other, other paradigms and it shifts our thoughts and how we per- perceive ourselves through characters and through truths that people share. So I think if you haven't read it, go read it, <laughs> go listen to it, get ready for, you know, what he has to share and with control. Um, I think us as authors, we particularly struggle with this. We can't control publishers. We can't control agents. Can't control when they read our query. We can only control our query. We can't control a lot of the publishing process. In fact, we sign over a huge percent of it. 
sometimes all but 15% of it. Can't control what the cover is. Can't control what the readers think, especially when it gets in their hands. It's not in your control anymore. And so with so much of your, what feels like your power being taken away from you, why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep writing and <laughs> just suffering this, you know, the difficult parts of this and succumbing ourselves to this over and over again? Um, it's not about the control, right? It's about what brings you fulfillment. And so I think you kind of already answered this in the synopsis of your book, but for those of us struggling with that, um, or, you know, the off days where we have those dark nights of the soul and we're wondering why, why are we even trying this? Why am I even doing this? What advice would you give to those? Yeah. So the answer is really simple and pretty effing hard. (laughs) (laughs) And it doesn't just apply to writing. It applies to all of life. And it's, it's that, we really don't have control over anything except for how we react to situations, those choices. And it's our grip. It's this control we try to have on life. You know, who our romantic partner is, what the job is we have and how we show up, what our boss does. You know, all these pieces we try to control. Um, even even our art, right? So maybe especially our art because mm-hmm. it's so intimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to be that vulnerable without completely giving up and to completely give up our control yet. That's also how we get vulnerable, which is another, another topic. (laughs) Um, So for me, and I can only speak to my experience, there is no, you know, prescriptive pathway here. Letting go of the life I built for 45 years um, to say, Hey, okay. uh, I'm not going to be CEO anymore. I'm not going to run a business. I'm going to just let this out of me. And to go, I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills necessarily or get money in the door, whether it's going to sell or not. But you know what? This this is has to happen for me. This mm-hmm. has to happen for the world. There's there's somebody else that's going to impact, even if it's only one other person. Mm-hmm. And to lean in and just allow it to be because there's so much we can't see. Um, you know, we're only human. Uh, we know and can see almost nothing. Let's be, <laughs> let's be, let's be, let's be honest. What I there's no way to change that. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. what I've experienced by allowing this process to happen and not having to go get a side job and push it off and work 30 minutes a day, but just fully leaning in for this 60 to 90 days. So many things have happened that would have ne- I could have never predicted. I had no idea were possible. And they're all because I surrendered. Mm. Wow. I love that. Surrender. You got to surrender. It's hard. Like you said, it's effing hard. It's hard. <laughs> and I think it's a daily, you know, it's a multiple times daily. You're going to have to say, am I going to surrender this? Am I going to let this go? It's a, it's a, it? it's life's journey is yeah. how to daily surrender. Yeah. You can't just arrive to it. It's something you work on all the time, but a great piece of advice. There's our plaque quote for, the episode we always have a quote that i want to put on a plaque on my wall i'd have i'd have walls covered in plaques from this show but i would definitely say you have to surrender because you can't control and that's that's perfect and you've been blessed with the fulfillment that you get from translating your thoughts to the page and you've been getting therapeutic help you've been getting mental clarity life clarity and I would challenge those who are listening as a takeaway to take this week each day to appreciate the creative step that you're in, no matter where it is. If you're in the query trenches, try to appreciate that too. And 
remember that, you know, you've created something beautiful from your own mind and that every word is your own and that wherever you're at, just be happy with the fulfillment that you get from it. So that would be my challenge. And I wish I could talk to you more and ask you more about your book. I guess I'm just going to have to get in and read it and take some notes. Um, But I just want to say thank you for coming on. I'll have you stick here for a minute. But to those who are listening to the show this week, just remember to keep writing on. Can you see ways to improve your writing process already? Thanks for joining us on this excellent episode of Am I Right? For more information about the podcast, guests, or upcoming episodes, follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Right on, Word Wizards!